name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome in the snow. Good to see all of you here, and to our viewing audience at home. It is a blessing to have you here, despite all the snow and all of the horrible weather. Uh, we certainly have had quite a bit these last 24 hours. I'm sure some of you might even be without power, and yet you're here. And this is a wonderful blessing. The gospel today, which talked about Christ leaving Nazareth and going to this region of Zebulun and Naphtali. We hear about these exotic places, and right now we're probably thinking about places like Siberia, Alaska, not places that are in the Holy Land in the desert. But let's transport there just a little bit here while we're in the warmth of the heater. So Christ began his public ministry by being baptized. And this is what we commemorated. This is why this is the reading that is the Sunday after Theophany. Christ was baptized, and in that, the people began to see that there was something special about this person. And then right after that, he was transported mystically into the desert where he fasted for 40 days. And after that, he was tempted by the devil. And after that threefold temptation by the devil, this is where we get to the passage that we read today, which is that he heard that St. John the Baptist was in prison, and he left his, the town of his childhood, Nazareth, and went to the Sea of Galilee, to the region of Capernaum. And this is where he began his ministry, bringing, as the Gospel said, a great light to those who sat in darkness. It is similar to our time now, in this day in which we live, in which Christ, the light of Christ, is coming into a place where there is a lot of darkness. There's a great darkness, and the light of Christ continues to shine, and it continues to shine through us. We notice what were the first words of Christ's ministry? They were the same words of John the Baptist. The same words that are on the scroll of John the Baptist on most of his icons. It says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Metanoite is that word to repent. And just like his kinsman, St. John, this is what he centered his preaching upon, repentance. And it's important to note that the Greek there is not a single action. In English, we don't really have this distinction of verbs of a continuous action versus a one-time action. So you could almost translate it better in English as keep on repenting. It's a continuous verb. And even within the word itself, that is what is said, which is important for us to recognize, especially as we come out of other theologies within the Christian world where it has a sense that this repentance is this one-time event. This is not even what the gospel says. It says, keep on repenting. Repent continuously. So what is that for us? What does that look like? It is so important to the existence of humanity, repentance. In the prayer that we're about, that we actually just read for the Trisagion hymn, it says, you have set repentance as the way of salvation. 
You have set repentance as the way of salvation. Or the only way of salvation is through repentance. So it's important, first and foremost, that we understand that repentance is not a, an apology for an infraction, a breaking of a rule. Repentance is the seeking of healing. Repentance is recognizing that we have a cancer that needs treatment. This is what repentance is. And sometimes we can kind of get stuck on, was it my fault or not? If it's my fault, then I repent of it. If it's not my fault, then I don't repent of it. And so all kinds of brokenness and woundedness that we have doesn't receive repentance because we say, well, I didn't cause that in myself. Because we have the wrong mentality of what repentance is. Repentance is not about what is your fault. That's a part of repentance. But the wholeness of repentance is every single thing inside of you that is broken. Be it depression, be it anxiety, be it whatever it is. Everything that's in you that's broken, this is what we offer to God. Because we must remember that it is not a courtroom that we're entering. We're entering into the hospital. We're going to the physician. And we, we go to the physician, do we do well by hiding our illness? No. Why would we even go to the physician if we're going to hide our illness? But this is what we do. We do it in our daily lives. We're so ashamed and disgusted by our brokenness, we just kind of want to shove it away and forget about it. But it's that very brokenness that is the key to our healing. Because when we go to the physician, and we offer it to him, then our healing can begin. Ultimately, what do we have to offer to God? This is what Father Simeon Krajopoulos says. God the Father gave us his son for a gift. What shall we offer to God? We think we do something important. We do nothing important. Everything is of God. However, and now notice this, everything is of God. What that means, everything that I do that's good is actually God working in me. So why would I offer that back to God? Oh, look, God. I fed the poor. Look, God, I prayed. Look, God, I did this, I did that. This isn't what we have to offer to God. It's like giving him his own gift back to him. He continues, however, God hasn't given you sin. You, the man, commit sin. That's the only thing we have then, our sins. And still, that's what God asks of us. God asks for, of us to give him our sins in order for him to forgive them. That's the one offering we have, is our sin. And the more and more we see the glory of what God has done for us, the more that we want to give back to him. <coughs> so the more that we dig inside of ourselves and find more sin, more brokenness, more things that need healing by God. And so we see in this dynamic that it's a perpetual thing. It's like going to the doctor constantly. Oh, guess what? I found this. Can you give me the treatment for this? And oh, I found this inside of myself. Can you give me the treatment for this? And the physician is going, yes, this is what I wanted. I wanted to heal these things of yours. But you wouldn't let me because you wouldn't admit that they're there. And now that you're admitting they're there, I will heal you. Our life then becomes a life of repentance. 
And again, we can only understand this in that right way, not in this way of like, I've broken rules, I've committed these things, and therefore I need to ask God for forgiveness. Not like that, because that would be a life of drudgery. Rather, I see my brokenness, and I want this healed. I no longer want to carry this around. So day in and day out, it becomes a continuous repentance. And this is why the church has given us the Jesus prayer. We can be repenting at all times and in all places. We can be repenting as soon as we fall into sin. Right when we fall into sin, we can immediately turn to repentance. And when we're not actively sinning, we can be repenting for all of the other things that have already existed in our lives. Because if we do understand that it's not just about the breaking of a rule, we have to understand that this sickness inside of us is not easily fixed. It's not. Let's be honest with ourselves. How many things inside yourself right now would you like to see gone from yourself immediately? Your anger, your judgment, whatever it may be. You want it gone. And yet, it's still there. So our treatment is a perpetual treatment. It's like radiology, <laughs> radiation, chemotherapy, surgery, all of those things together. Continuous pills that we need to take, all of these things. And this is why the church has such a robust life for us, is because the church is giving to us all of the medicines that we need for our healing. So it's not a simple thing. It's something that we need to continue to turn to day in and day out. Brother Simeon also offers this. He says, It's impossible for someone in repentance not to love, not to be humble, not to help others, not to make peace with others or be angered. It's impossible. You see, when we repent, then God gives us his grace. And as he gives us his grace, all of these good works come out of us. But we shouldn't be pursuing the good works. We should just be looking to our sin and offering it to him. And he will fill that. That brokenness that we give to him, he will replace it with his grace. With sin, man has left God. He's turned to himself and does as he pleases. Returning to God is what repentance is exactly about. And this reminds us that that word itself, metania, means a turning of the mind, a turning of the noose. That we're turning our noose back to God. And as man realizes that egotism, self-love, and all sorts of mean things thrive in him, he feels an urge for constant repentance. Repentance is for everybody and forever. It's endless. It's infinite. That's why the saints used to say until the last moment of their death, I still haven't started to repent. Because as they look more deeply inside of themselves, they see more. And that's okay because that's the whole dynamic of the relationship. Because don't forget, any sin that you're aware of, it's because God revealed it to you. You only have the awareness because God himself revealed it to you. So what does that mean? The physician himself is saying, here's the sin, and I want to heal it. So don't be ashamed about it. Remember, the worst state is when we don't have awareness of our sin. I know the awareness of our sin is more crushing, definitely. But the worst state by far is to not have an awareness of our sin. I say thanks be to God that we have the awareness of our sin because that is a gift from God. 
It is him wanting to heal us. Because our time is limited on this earth. And that's why Christ went out to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Get going on this, is what he was saying. Get going on this, because your time on earth is limited. I'm a little bit aware of our time on earth, because this last week, we had the funeral of a dear family friend in California. Before the weather went bad, I went down there and came back. And his name was Chuck. Chuck was our scoutmaster when we were kids. And Chuck, uh, soon after our time in Boy Scouts, he and his wife were talking with my parents, and eventually, by God's grace, they became Orthodox. And my parents and them started this church that's in Modesto, St. James. So Chuck was one of the founders of the church. And Chuck, he had a lot of wisdom. We would go backpacking and things like that. And some of the wisdom comes back to me as, as spiritual wisdom, although he wasn't intending it explicitly as that. One of the things that he would say is, when you're going uphill, this is backpacking with a big backpack on, when you're going uphill, don't stop. But rather, find the pace that you can go where you don't have to stop. <coughs> Very wise. Think about that. What do most of us want to do? We want to pound through as far as we can, and then we're totally winded, we stop. And then it's even harder to start back up again. Likewise, in our spiritual life, find the pace that is a pace that's sustainable. Don't try to do leaps and bounds ahead from where you're at, even though you're disgusted and ashamed by your sin and you want to be like this over here, you want to be this far. Instead, just say, what is the step that's right in front of me? What is that thing that's right in front of me? So a lot of the wisdom from Chuck. After the funeral, this is another blessing that you all should be aware of. We took up the coffin, we walked across the parking lot, and we walked into the cemetery that they have on their property, and we buried him right there. So this is something that we hope for as we look to this new property that we may be able to give people a Christian burial that's all on premises, if you will. But it's fitting that Chuck reposed on the day of the preacher of repentance on January 7th. <coughs> because repentance is the heart of our Christian life. We must look at repentance in the right way. Don't be afraid to repent. And most of all, don't let the cares of life get in the way of repentance. This is our work as human beings. This is what we are called to, and this is the only path to our healing. So may we dig deeply inside of ourselves, find our sin, which is there and so available to us, offer it to God again and again and again.